you didn't ask for it, but here it is, the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. Hello, and welcome in to the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. <laughs> I, I watched it. I watched it go. <laughs> uh, I am your host, Andrew Hofkamp, which means it is a good episode. I'm joined tonight... If Frodo Baggins never met Gandalf and got into higher education, Kevin Reynolds. Uh, I'm curious who Gandalf is, uh, but I'm happy to be here. And a young, a young <laughs> key Adi Mundi that put down the lightsaber and picked up the piano, Jacob Pretty. Interesting choice with key Adi Mundi. He does have one of the larger heads of the Jedi Council, so good call. Good call. You, Kevin, probably doesn't know who Kiadi Mundi is, but that's fine. It was for you. I cartoon, appreciate it. Cartoon, children's cartoon, no, Star Wars. He's, in, he's, in, he's in episodes one, two, and three. He's the one who gets killed by the clones um, on a snowy like bridge type thing. Massive like, head, just huge. Come cone on, head. it's like a cone head, and he's got like a goatee and a white. He's like, on the council. Mustache and goatee. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know that is. Yeah, Kiadi Mundi. That's. Okay. Yeah, so pretty is the piano. Very Massive nice head. Yeah. I understand. I understand. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. Sorry, Pod's not going to be talking a whole lot. I got to get to uh, repaying my Let's punishment. just start with that. What are you doing right yeah. now? So um, I, uh, I I went to Taco Bell and got um, 10. Well, let me let me give the I was details. Saying, why did you do this? Yeah. So I lost. Uh, to who? Um, to both of you. Really, but to who? I, I don't knows. recall going to the grid. I, I don't think I was about to go to the grid in this, wasn't well, No, I he was so neither. arrogant that he said, listen, I'm going to win this. And, and if I don't if win, I don't win and I'm going to the grid. And I was just like, okay. And then uh, Flynn was like, I think Huffcamp's going to be really good at this. And I was just sitting here like, I think I'm going to be really good at this. But no one seems oh, to have yeah. faith in that. And then I dominated. That was the... That was the she's a ten, but yeah, yeah. right, yeah. I knew All I was going to be a disaster. All Disney. I knew I was going to be a disaster, so I did not. I genuinely tried, and I came in last. It was very embarrassing. No, you did, yeah. but I was ready for it. Pretty came in last. No, I came in last. We tied. No, I literally lost to you. Drink. I came in. Last. Oh my god! Already, <laughs> we we did not miss this. Well, so um, so yeah, so I lost, and um, so I'm. My punishment grid that I selected was eating 10 tacos in one night or while From. recording the podcast. So I specifically, though, asked, I was like, does it have to only be hard shell or soft shell tacos? To which we kind of collectively said, collectively said, oh, it doesn't really matter. So I went to Taco Bell and they no longer have the grande combo meal, which is what my family of my my family of five, not mine, but myself, my two sisters, my mom and dad. When we were growing up, they used to get the grande combo meal for us. And that was 10 either hard, soft, or uh, bean burritos, uh, your choice. And you can mix and match as you choose. So they don't have that anymore. So I'm looking, and they have the 12 taco party pack, mm. which immediately I thought, I'm not going to pay for 12 tacos when I only need to eat 10. So then I got this taco. <laughs> I can't spend two more dollars. <laughs> <laughs> right. So then I got what is called the taco and burrito party pack, which is four tacos, four burritos. And then I was like, okay, that's eight. And then I'll just buy two more tacos. So I did that. Uh, but I forgot how much larger a burrito yep, is. Yep. I don't think you need taco. to eat the other two tacos. I'm looking at this right now because pretty, where are you at? 
I'm at Hope Camp's house. We are recording together. Yes. Um, it's how much I, notice? It up. How much notice did he give you that he was coming to your house? Eighteen-ish. Well, for pretty, so he gave me like almost forty-five minutes. But it was about he gave me twenty-six hours notice that he was coming to your house. He told me yesterday Excellent. at seven that he was mm-hmm. going to come to your house to record. And when you were texting me about like I don't know where's pretty going to record, I said. I said, I think a decision's been made, haha. And you didn't reply the way I thought you would. And I learned today at nine o'clock that you didn't know that he was coming to your house. Um, I when, had assumed that 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 your response was, yeah, Flynn's not here, by the way, in case you couldn't tell. Flynn is not recording, so instead of going to Flynn's house, he's coming to my house, um, and thus we'll be recording in Northern Kentucky at the Reynolds household. That's what I took that to mean, and I was like, "Whatever, um, that's cool." As my so, as my son keeps telling everyone who walks in my house, his house is still broken. Um, <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's not, but it is. It looks lovely, Kevin. He said it to Cat like three times yesterday. <laughs> my house is broken. Then he pointed at the ceiling, which is just the studs, and he said the ceiling's broken. And then <laughs> she goes, well, "You can go take a bath." He was in the bath and. He was like, I wasn't in my bathtub. My bathtub's broken. Because we had a three-story indoor flood. Um, and he loves telling everyone about it. So, Well, uh, if we're telling kids stories while Pretty Eats finishes his first burrito here, uh, my little nephew has decided he wants to be a mosquito for Halloween. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's a thing that now my sister will be looking up how to get a mosquito costume for a four-year-old. You know, Flynn and I work together, and he came into my office this morning and said, Declan was screaming at me on the way to school today about the fact that he did not eat his sister. And I said, Flynn, is this a weird way that your son is telling you that he was a twin and ate his sister yep. in the womb? Because I can't decide what else that could mean. He definitely doesn't have a sister. I don't want to. I don't. I think we need to leave it at that because the longer we, the longer we dig into, the longer that, we unpack it, the worse it gets. The worse it gets. Yeah. Well, okay. So, we should we should clarify because Lauren clarified it. He cl- he he then said Goose and Pepper are his brother and sister. I did not get Which that version. Dogs? I did not get that version today in the office, but that does help. It does help. Oh, okay. It's a lot, lot less fun. So Pretty's going to eat four burritos, four tacos, and two additional tacos to make ten because that's what he owes. And Huffcamp, what else are we doing in, in addition? We we are drinking. Great. Uh, we will be continuing to drink bourbons. Um, so Kevin, why don't you kick us off with a little tale of the uh, the whiskey? Great. Um, Cat who. Um, Dated Hovcamp mostly through college, I remember, and then is now marrying. We weren't. We weren't. We weren't really dating. Oh, they were just a thing. You were talking. <laughs> she was just yeah, coming over and making chili. Um, <laughs> yeah, she came over and made chili sometimes. Yeah, I met her when I was like twenty-eight. Um, didn't label it. Cat. <laughs> Cat um, was starring in a musical called Kinky Boots up in Providence, Rhode Island, and. Um, Jacob uh, was playing the piano there too, 
and um, the cool. It's not like it was whatever. Our he wives. Just kept, like, he was searching what? for a taco, which which there are nine. There are like five <laughs> the whole time you're talking, and then as soon as you were about to leave out that he was in Kinky Boots, he he gave up on his search for a taco. Again, there are nine in the bag. He could have just reached <laughs> in and grabbed something. I was trying to avoid the burritos, <laughs> and uh, just was appalled. Yeah. So, listeners, you're behind the scenes. You were caught up, Kevin. On, Talk to on more with about the chlorophyll. So uh, my wife Kristen and Flynn's wife Lauren went up to see their friend Cat uh, perform in Kinky Boots, and um, I was told that um, Jacob sort of you know sixth wheeled them uh, the entire weekend or fourth wheeled them the entire weekend. The way he was. <laughs> yeah, it's a car. Um, and anyway, while they were around, they went to a winery and bought some wines, and they went to a distillery. Um, and bought some bourbons and rice. Uh, so uh, a bourbon was purchased for me um, that that you guys have a sample of as well. And a rye was purchased for Flynn, which you guys have a sample of as well. And um, I'm having, it's South County, and I'm going to talk about what I think about the whiskey, and then I'll let Pretty tell us about the distillery and all about Providence and whether or not they still have the mafia in Providence. Um <laughs> And uh, this is a 90-proof, 15-month-old um, <laughs> bourbon. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a 90-proof bourbon that's a, a batch uh, of uh, corn, rye, and malt. Um, I assume that's malted barley. I don't know that. Uh, it's batch number five, and it's been aged... 15 months in oak barrels um i don't know what they paid for it i do think it has redeeming qualities for people who like rise and malts because i get a lot of those notes in this i assume it's 51 percent corn because they it calls itself a bourbon but it doesn't call itself a straight bourbon which is why it you know it hasn't been aged for uh, 24 months which would equal two years um and it's it's fine, but one of you has it in front of you. Um, uh, I do. Yes. Okay. You want to tell me what you think? He would never have guessed it was only aged fifteen months. So I give them credit for that. Um, <laughs> it is much better than and less rough than what I would have thought a whiskey that is, uh, you know a year and three months old i don't know what developmental milestone the kids are at these days at 15 months but it's not a big it's not it's not a crazy amount of you know learning and amount you know they're not they're not spewing together full sentences it, it, can, it can walk it, it can't run right yeah so um <laughs> that's, that's a great way to describe a bourbon it can walk it can't this run. one is it's toddling and it's doing its thing and you're excited that it's doing its thing but you're not gonna enter it into a race or I wouldn't necessarily hand it out to all the guests saying I've got this fine Rhode Island whiskey. I think you would put it down there on the list of grab whatever you want. You might want to mix some of those. And um, but I mean, to their to their credit, I would have guessed three years. Yeah, I think they know what they're doing. It's just really young. And I also think it's got a lot of rye in it, um, which isn't normally my favorite. But it's um, called South County Bourbon. And you I can wonder try if it. they are aging it in smaller barrels. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they, there's that there's that theory there's out there that you you can you can age a a bourbon in like one of those 
60 gallon barrels and and it only takes six months or whatever for it to equal a two-year bourbon i don't buy it at all and i definitely don't think the science is there but um but i support trying new things i support buying local and i support uh our wives coming home from trips with whiskey in tow and in this case they brought they couldn't fly with this whiskey so they had jacob bring it to us um on their way back and i it sounded like it was a great trip and the Kinky Boots was awesome, and that that had everything to do with Cat, nothing to do with the guy playing the piano, and hundred yep. percent. Um, and that's that's that. So, pretty, you've got the the rye. Do you want to go next? Yeah, yeah. Um, I had Maybe to tell wash us a little about South County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So South County actually isn't on the map when you look at Rhode Island because it kind of spans well, this all podcast. Like, will put them on the map, right? It spans like all of the southern beach area of Rhode Island, which Rhode Island is the, the ocean the distillery state. Distillery does? No, 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 no. South County, where South County Distillery, in and of itself, I haven't, I, I never went to the physical distillery, but that's in um, Westerly. Wait, Rhode is, Island's big cool. enough to have a north and south, and two cities. Yes. Yeah. Two cities. Yeah. Quite large. Uh, interesting about it's this. Not. <laughs> it's not. Interesting about this uh, particular distillery, though, um, and I, I think you get this from like smaller places that do multiple types of spirits. They, um, they just, they have like a singular three hundred gallon hybrid copper still that they use to then make Gin. any of their spirits. Yeah. Which I think in some regards is cool like applaud for the small business stuff but i also do feel like there's i mean yes you can clean it like to no end but there's i don't know there's just got to be some type of difference right it's like the fish and chicken at long john silvers is the same (laughs) (laughs) because it's the same batter and it's the same fry deep fry i don't think i've ever had chicken at long john silvers you might have have if you get the fish and chicken platter you will literally have no idea which one's which i did it some in college okay that's fair choices were made yeah um uh i other i mean i don't know what else to tell you there's a lot of great beer in rhode island that's cool um they brought home lots of wine um, in case you couldn't tell, Pretty did his research on this distillery, not in Rhode Island, but while Kevin and I were talking. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, honestly, they the one that um, that I thought was really cool, and I had hoped they had got that one, but they didn't. Or Well, I don't know. Kevin, you would know this. On your bottle, is it the oak smoked wheat bourbon? Like on the label at the bottom? I, I think I gave you all of the information that was on this bottle. It's definitely not okay. oak smoked wheat. I, I'll say I was not getting that well, taste. I would love to try that one. But it's no just way. the pot uh, but, still bourbon whiskey that's been aged for a year and three months. months. Yeah, fifteen months. Got it. Well, this uh, this rye is pretty. It's pretty spicy, like definitely kind of bites you right away. I would I, – I don't know. I, I'm guessing it's probably aged a similar amount. Um, I don't have Flynn's bottle in front of me. But it definitely um, – yeah, it, it feels like a younger rye, I would say. Just my thoughts. Sure. But anyways. 
Young Rye. Young Rye. The new bourbon wrapper on the scene. In other news... um, I like it, but I will be having wood for double oak as soon as I'm done with it. (laughs) Oh, that's a good call. Uh, In other news, I am almost down with number three. And how many burritos have you had? Just the one? Two. Two burritos, one taco. Okay, good job. Let's get into it then. Did you go bare minimum on the tacos? What do you mean, did I go bare minimum? I would have put nothing on the tacos. I would have, like, I don't, if I'm eating 10 of these things, I don't okay, want to You don't Taco Bell often. Too. You don't put things on the tacos. It just comes no. with cheese, comes lettuce, and taco yeah. meat. Nothing yep. else. You that's can choose fair. to okay. sauce or not, but that's, like, you don't cat, get the okay, option. Okay, I will, I will say the other, uh, actually, oh, so you are going to hate me even more. So yesterday I was driving back into Kentucky. And we stopped for gas and uh, lunchtime, and I was like, oh, well, I guess there's a Taco Bell here. So we went and got Taco Bell. I just got, like, very minimal. And Kat got the three Taco Supreme meal. And I'm like, what kind of crazy person gets Taco Supremes? On a road trip. Taco Bell? On a road trip, no less. Yeah, exactly. You're 100, if, you're, if you're doing road trip Taco Bell, you're 100% going burritos only. No, you're just... 100% going to stop 40 minutes later. <laughs> we didn't. We were fine. I don't. They, you guys eat Taco Bell so much. I don't understand your stomachs. No. But okay. Yeah, it's crazy. Again, what are we doing tonight? We, yeah, we doing? have a couple of great segments. We have a couple of segments <laughs> for you tonight. Uh, the always classic nerd debate. nerd debate. So we've each brought a topic and we will present that. And then we have a new segment for you, um, which I believe we're calling Am I the Weird One? Uh, or Am I Weird? Something along those lines. We haven't quite come up with it, but here's what I do know. Um, Pretty had put together the drop. He showed it to me and, and played it for me when I came in. And it is by far the best drop that has ever been created for this podcast. Maybe any podcast. I can't wait to hear so it. So you might hate this segment, but you will be clamoring for it because I am not lying. The drop is incredible. Can we get a preview so, for it now, or should we wait until... I think you just got to wait. We got to keep it tuned in until the end. So be ready for that, guys. It's coming for our second segment. Pretty, how much vaudeville inspired the drop for the new segment? He's, he's very humble, so I didn't want him to have to brag about himself. It is exquisite. Though. So I will happily... He's been nominated for a Grammy. <laughs> I will pick up the mantle. Or whatever and the show. podcast equivalent fantastic. is. Fantastic. Okay, but we're doing Nerd Debate first. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, obviously Nerd Debate first. So we can put in that normal Nerd Debate drop now. Nerd Debate. Nerd Debate. Slowing down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, hold on. There's definitely way more burritos than tacos in here, and I'm kind of upset about that. Why didn't you just order 10 tacos? Because I didn't want to order 12 tacos and waste Why two of just them. Get, I, I don't want to get into this. Just say, I would the like 10 jalapeno tacos. Sauce is still 10 tacos. Where and they'd be like, where it's okay, at. pay us eleven forty seven, And you would have gotten uh, Actually, tacos. that would have been. No, this okay. is like, he probably spent like $27. Like, Taco Bell's gotten expensive just like I texted you else. how much I spent. Oh, I said, is the $19.46 tax deductible? Okay, well, I order steak products from Taco Bell because I'm oh. weird. And it's like twenty seven dollars if you order well, all those things you ordered. Save that for the save that for the segment uh, about being weird, Kevin. Uh, but why don't you, wait, Kevin? Why don't you just kick us off for the nerd debate? Nerd debate. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, 
My topic that I sent to these guys a little while ago was equine fantasy. Um, so no, it was, it was, no, no, that sounds way more erotic and terrible than what you had sent us. So, okay. <laughs> equine really want... companion fantasy. Okay, equine, that doesn't feel better. Um, equine companionships fantasies. Um, no, uh, again, know, like, changing the word. <laughs> there's, uh, there's only one way to say it that wasn't terrible, and I feel like you did it. Uh, I know, I did. So, equine in companion fantasy, in fantasy. In fantasy... There are many equestrian characters, okay? Um, they are often companions to main Horses characters. For equine lions. companions in Horses. fantasy. That was way better. Horses. It, I, I feel like we're all saying the same thing. <laughs> um, and Horse friends. <laughs> Horse or equestrian equine family friends. Um, I feel like donkeys are equine mammals but they're not necessarily horses right so i'm given the whole family and um i want you to imagine a world in which a very strange horse genie shows up and says uh, you have one wish and the wish that that you have is you can be granted one equine companion from fantasy series and or stories um, which should I choose? This is head to head, so I think I. The answer is Shadow Facts. So should we do a different one, <laughs> like like anyone but Shadow Facts? And are we doing animated exclusively? It doesn't have to be animated. It's fantasy. I have I, I understand that Shadow Facts is an answer. I think there are lots of them. So, Hope, if you want to just go and make the Shadow Facts argument, go. But there are other arguments. There are. There, there are other arguments. There, but the horse is not as good as Shadow Facts. That's just a fact. Shadow Facts is like the lord of horses in Middle Earth. He is untamable, and that's why when Gandalf rides him, which he rides bareback, highlighting Gandalf's badassness, um, it is a testament to his power that a beast like Shadowfax would even allow someone, regardless of how powerful they are, regardless of the fact that it's Gandalf the White, to ride that horse. It is fearless in battle. It is the fastest thing in Middle-earth, um, even definitely faster than the hares that Radagast rides around with in the, in the Hobbit trilogy. It is... Like, the, lead, the Rohan are the horse lords, and when they find out that Shadowfax is being ridden, period, they, they're kind of, they're not even like, oh my god, Gandalf and all. They're like pissed off that someone could ride a horse that powerful, and all they do is ride horses and no horses and tame horses. The answer is Shadowfax. Any, if Kevin chooses against it, it is incorrect. That's why I thought he, should, he was too clearly the answer, but... I, I have a quick aside, while Pretty uh, determines his argument, the quick aside, and this is a spoiler for anyone um, uh, watching T-Rop, Hove, do you, think, do you think that the stranger is Gandalf? I have not seen... I've only seen the first two. Three. I've only seen the first yeah. two. Oh, I haven't seen yeah. it. I assume, I assume it is. 
I assume it is too, which is just a badass origin story, but it's why I texted you. Is there um, source material for this that I've never heard of, or is this new material where they're inventing a Gandalf origin story? I'm not positive on where that source material comes from. They are all over lore of Lord of the Rings, though, because it's not contained in one nice, neat story, so it's kind of a hodgepodge of anthologies, almanacs, Okay. Well, by the time Flynn listens stories. to this, he probably will have caught up, or he can just go he can deal with it. But um, I was—I just think that if that's—if they're making this up now, I think that's a really interesting, interesting way to introduce the character. Anyway, pretty, you've had sufficient time. Who is oh, a yeah. better equine um, oh, companion I, from? I—I I had my answer from the, like even before Kevin or Kevin, even before Hove Camp said shadow facts i had my answer right away but i simply uh was doing some research to make sure i got some names right and that kind of well, jazz. that's that's illegal at this point in the game but go ahead how's that illegal go ahead uh the the correct selection is none other than almathea otherwise known as the last unicorn from the last the unicorn. last unicorn interesting choice interesting choice great because great movie oh it's an amazing movie Jeff what year Bridges. did that come out? Like 60... 82. No, it's not that old. It's not that young. It came out before that. It came out while you were in 8th grade. Yes. Well, that's just not true. I've never... This is all foreign to me, so w- what a fun debate Pretty will have here. Yeah, the last unicorn. me. Last unicorn. Uh, she discovers she's the last of her species, goes on a quest to then try and find other unicorns all while kind of like fighting off slash deterring this very malevolent creature uh easily more powerful than the balrog um who is simply called the red bull (laughs) and he is a fiery red bull um voiced by mia farrow so the the last unicorn is herself uh, sentient and sentient so much that she's like full on speaking the whole movie. Um, falls in love with a prince uh, named uh, Lear, who is voiced by Jeff Bridges. Uh, she's oh so. Oh my god, the cast in this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Christopher Lee, Alan Arkin, Angela Lansbury. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the last unicorn. Freaking crazy. I, this movie is, I mean, I, I remember I remember it vividly. I'm, I'm really. So if I. Here's what I'm going to do. Can I, I give my, my final point real quick Go before you do Go this? Go for it. Go for it. What makes her the most awesome is at the end of the movie, Lear dies fighting Red Bull, the Red Bull, and the and Al- Almathea uses her unicorn horn and like kind of pokes him and revives him back to life. Way more powerful than anything Shadowfax does. That's it. That's a really great answer, and um, a couple shout outs that I thought would would have I might have heard. Artax, uh, Artax from the Neverending Story. Oh yeah, um, Very really solid. fantastic horse, and one that you know we might have all had to take a moment to to think about one of the saddest moments in film say, history ever. Artax, yeah, doesn't he die in a bog? Yeah, 100%. I, yeah, he does. He does. I thought. Um, I thought Pretty might have gone gone with uh, uh, Epona or Epona. I can't remember I don't, uh, from Zelda. 
um, the horse oh, that Link yeah. rides in Zelda, um, which Solid. is a pretty badass horse. Yeah, Ganondorf's um, horse is better though. I'm the only one that I the reason why I have camp. I think that this was a actually a debate worthy topic is the is flight from Pegasus. Pegasus would have been an interesting argument that I would have taken serious time to consider whether or not Pegasus is a better equine fantasy companion than Shadowfax. Would you have forced it to be like the Hercules Pegasus? Or I mean, because like, what are the Wrath of the Gods or whatever? Sam, Sam Worthington's character rides a Pegasus that is vastly different in... Are you thinking of uh, Clash of the Titans? Clash of the... Uh, yeah, there's two of them. I don't remember which one he rides. Might ride in the God. Yeah, I don't know. I But... I, I, I'm giving I'm giving two awards here. Um, we've never done points of inspiration, uh, but I'm going to provide one to Pretty in this moment. Oh, like in Dungeons uh, and Dragons. Of points of inspiration, um, because he brought in a movie that I I really love. I think I think that the Last Unicorn is phenomenal. If you haven't seen it, have, I really think you should. Um, it'll take you an hour and a half. It's not long. It's not. It's not. It's not The Godfather. You've got time <laughs> to watch this before bed one night, and it's excellent. Um, and in times, it's really scary, and it's very dramatic. It's one of the best done cartoons of its time. Really well done. So pretty good. A point of inspiration, which means you do not have to drink something gross right now. Um, you can drink something delightful right now uh, because you've lost the debate. And you're supposed to take a shot of something less than ideal, but you could take a shot of something fine because uh, you've earned it via this point of inspiration. So, okay, I'm giving your whiskey these away, are, but I feel like you, I feel like you respect this take, um, and we can we can put points of inspiration in canon from now on. So, pretty pretty you win, or pretty you win a point of inspiration. Huffcamp, you win the debate. I appreciate it. Well done. Well oh, done. Which one of those would you like? Seriously, well done. Buffalo Trace, please. Buffalo Trace. It yeah, is. the last unicorn is very much akin to, um, like the Black Cauldron and even yeah. the Hobbit. It's got like the same animation style as the the. Well, I've never poured a shot Hobbit. before. That was freaking embarrassing. It does have. It does remind me more of the Black Cauldron than it does the Hobbit because the animation is similar, but a little more. It feels less cartoony. It's almost like a painting. It's really artistically well. I mean, it's beautiful how it's well done. It's it's it reminds me a little bit, Hove, of the um, in the Deathly Hallows Part One, like the way that they show the Deathly Hallows story in this painting. It's kind of like that animation, but from the eighties and color. Do we just you know this might be a, a fun little quick question? Is that by far, maybe not by far, but is that the best part of the all eight Harry Potter movies? Yes. It's pretty incredible um, because of what it does it artistically. I agree. Some of the camera work, in, so I think we've had this argument before, and this is off topic, but I really loved the... Book five, um, Order of the Phoenix screen adaptation because of the way that the camera work did a lot of the grayscale stuff and shaky cam things when they're showing Harry freaking out with T 
teenage angst and anxiety. And I thought that that there's some artistic moments that people miss in movie five that I think are particularly phenomenal, but you're probably right that if you had to pick a single moment, that's pretty well done. I mean, you just got to think like all of the, I mean, the scenes from the Triwizard tournament, the battle of Hogwarts, there's so many like scenes that should be absolutely incredible. And we remember this like plot device as, as just mind blowing. And I think that first off, great job on their part. Second off, maybe not as good a part on the, you know, some of the climactic moments that the best part was. It just, it takes you out of, it takes you out of a realm of fantasy and brings you into a different realm of fantasy within that world. And I think that's brilliant, the way that they portray it as a cartoon. So really, I, yeah, absolutely. With Emma Watson's voiceover going along too. I think she did a great job. She's great. Animating all that stuff. So she's great. Yep. Who's who's that next, Kevin? Except when she was Bill. Um, I'm going to give the win to you, so you get to go first. Next. Um, Just an update. I am at six. You're doing great, kid. And it is only four burritos left. Six and a six and a shot of Buffalo Trace. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Okay, so here's what I, I believe I texted you guys: uh, movie songs. Yeah, movie songs. songs. Yes. <laughs> great, um, vague, couldn't be helpful. Vague. I I think it is because it illustrates specifically what I am trying to. So I was I had something different in mind, and then I was going to the gym and Danger Zone came on the radio. Great. And I was like, so now I, I have pulled to out, pull over, I, take a I, shot. I took my shirt off <laughs> uh, and I was at a red light. Pop my shirt off. Pulled out the airplane bottles of tequila I have in the car for just such an occasion. Just such a moment. Took that real quick and then went to the gym, proceeded to have a great workout. Um, but it got me thinking because that was a song that was released as a single but was written for Top Gun. That is not always the case with how songs go. They are sometimes written for movies, never released as singles. They are sometimes released as singles and then taken for movies. But I want to know... With that exact scenario, this was a song released as a single that was written for a movie. Which one? Which which one's the best? Which you're you're asking what song that was written for a movie and released as a single is the best? Yes. Okay, that Excellent. does require some research. It definitely requires research. Like this is you always do this. <laughs> I said movie songs. These are movie songs. Um, I, what did I, you? I, the research you should have been doing head. was movie songs. No, I would have said soundtracks. I would have said um, like songs take like adapted into movies. I was gonna know? say oh. Danger Zone, no matter what the question was. So <laughs> well, you so took that there one. are there are lots of lots of instances that popped no, into my I'm, mind. No, I'm I'm ready. Elton John puts pretty. some stuff together for Lion King. Kevin, I've got... Kenny Loggins does it for, like, every movie in the 80s. Yeah. Um, and the Tigger movie. He did it for the Tigger movie, too. <laughs> yes. How could we... If you want the Tigger movie, the Title of this episode, victory. and the Tigger movie. Um, so, I don't know. I, just, I was hoping you guys could be like, hey, here's some yes, cool stuff. I, have, I, think I, have... I just think it's rare that songs that are written for movies are of the quality that I hear them on the radio, <laughs> independent of the movie and enjoy them. And I thought that that should be discussed in a debate format. So I sent you guys movie songs as the perfect prep because that's what we're talking about. 
And if you guys didn't prep movie songs, that's fine. I, I will say it's a good thing that you have done this on a week. Oh, we did. We never acknowledged Flynn's not here. Flynn's not here. I acknowledged it we several did. times. Several oh, times. I'm sorry. I've had several tacos and a shot. Our, of our listeners understand if we if Hubcamp gets to burn out the yeah. speakers in their car or their AirPods at the beginning of the episode, Flynn is not here. Well, and then he uh, said this it. was hilarious because on on a separate podcast that we all listen to, today's episode... Uh, their host was very far <laughs> away from the mic that. for the intro. I was thinking said, about you. I was like, well, yeah, I don't want to blow that. away our listeners by getting close to the mic because then they'll turn it down for the intro and they won't hear when you guys start. And I just was cackling. I was like, that's the opposite of what I do. I want you guys to be like, Oaf Camp is in the building and I hope it gets quieter. <laughs> um, and it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Well, okay, what I, w- what I was going to say real quick was that uh, – Glad that you brought this up while Flynn is not here, because I do feel like Flynn would just significant no disadvantage. Answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so Kevin, I'll secede to you because I've got a couple ways I could go. So if you yeah. pose the one that I'm gonna that I want, it's fine. I, I, I'm not posing the one you want to use. I can guarantee that. Um, I have a couple things to say because um, I think I think Pretty might be picking Tarzan, um, which is fine. It's a great one. It's a great, it's a great one. one to choose. We uh, we argued about this at the draft weekend where Pretty wasn't about which <laughs> Disney movie produced the best soundtrack by itself. Um, no, he he presented Hercules. Oh, I presented Hercules because that is the correct answer. He wasn't there, so no. But I he's it, still we we found Hercules. I, they, I remember. Okay. Anyway, here's what I, here's what I have to say. Um, I don't remember what year Top Gun came out. Eighty uh, six or so. Okay, so four, four years, years before, before that, the four years after uh, the last, last unicorn, last unicorn came <laughs> out in nineteen eighty two. Which is also the first year that Rocky Three came out, which introduced uh, what people have determined is yeah. the theme song for Rocky, which is Eye of the Tiger. Now, Rocky had two hit movies, Rocky One, Rocky Two, that have a different theme song. Like I work out to the Rocky theme song, which isn't Eye of the Tiger. I also have Eye of the Tiger on the playlist, but most people, if you said, what's Rocky's theme song, they'll say Eye of the Tiger because that's how awesome the song is. The three of us went to one high school, the St. Xavier High School in Louisville, Kentucky, where we are the Tigers. And two songs that dominated our experience were Welcome to the Jungle and Eye of the Tiger. And I would think Eye of the Tiger means more to us than Welcome to the Jungle does because none of the three of us are Bengals fans. The Eye of the Tiger song is so amazing right from the very beginning just a like you just get jacked up right away and then the um, the amazing lyrics that just get you ready to run through a brick wall for whatever it is your goal is it's just the song and I think the 80s did this best. Like, I can't think of something that's come out in recent years, maybe other than Tarzan, that is as good at doing this on the radio. Um, I Maybe he could say Cups from Pitch Perfect if he's a little bitch, but I don't know what's <laughs> recent that's, that's good. I love me some Pitch Perfect. I'm sure you do. I'm could, sure you that do. That could win. He could, but he I, could honestly, I honestly think... Eye of the Tiger is the right answer after Danger Zone. See, Pretty. you guys did not need prep because Go. that was something I didn't think of and is a phenomenal answer. 
And now Pretty will give his equally phenomenal answer, making this a very tough decision. I mean, the thing is, is you could go a lot of directions with this. I am kind of going ahead and imposing the challenge to myself of, like, steering away from Disney. Because Disney... You don't have to do that. Sure. But Disney inherently, like, if you've got a Disney movie coming out, at least during the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, it was... Okay, yes, there's going to be music with it. It's it's going to be But they 80s. didn't necessarily release all of those as singles. No, but they did not release Son of Man as a single. Right, that's what I mean. So that wouldn't count. Oh, so so you're putting the qualifier that it had to have been released as a single. Yeah, in which, which case copy, which radio, which song could I hear on the radio? Okay, that was well, written for a movie. In which case, I have the Tiger was not released as a single. Yeah, it was. It was not. I I just looked it up. It was. It was released as a single from their third album of the same name. But for the It's from the, the second album. sentence. <laughs> huh? But from the album, not the never mind. Anyways, um So <clears throat> some things are released as singles that are then sold as a part of a larger album because artists have other songs that they want to package okay. with it. Fair. I, I personally think that we could turn this into an entire ranking eventually because you've got a series of different James Bond tunes that all were yes. just incredible yes, bangers. Do. I mean, uh, you, the the one that Billie Eilish uh, wrote, that one, not bad. Adele's is easily the best within the last like. Yeah, neither are as good as songs that came out with Men in Black or Wild Wild West, but go on. <laughs> uh <laughs> True. There are a Very lot of true. directions you can go with this. <laughs> uh, okay, I guess you were correct. Twenty one. Twenty one pilots released something with suicides. Heathens. That was that's a good, another example. I wouldn't pick it, but it's an example. What is your decision, <laughs> or do you just secede <laughs> in this moment? I just I just want to keep talking. I, I feel concede. like we're using concede. Secede. The answer is we concede. concede. We've concede. said secede like three times. I don't yeah, think anyone's concede. ever actually meant secede. No one is secede. I meant, is... I meant concede. <laughs> Well, I pretty earlier, pretty earlier, I seceded did. to you. Right, um, which is oh. that slide. No, still not correct. No, okay, still not well, correct. Anyways, point of order. Um, point of order, not correct. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Road to El Dorado, great song as well. Uh, yep. That is an Elton John tune for a non-Disney film. But the one that I'm going to choose, film. Kevin doesn't think it exists. <laughs> you're right. You're right. The one that <laughs> I'm going to choose because I think it was making fun of it making fun of the whole concept of it but actually in making fun of it itself rose to i don't know if it hit number one but it got pretty close i'm choosing ashes by celine dion from deadpool 2 which is the Probably song not the celine dion song I, right as now. soon as you started going <laughs> you you didn't say you said the word rose but you didn't mean it in the context of a name. And I was like, oh, he's going Titanic, and this is going to be tough. This is a really tough decision if he chooses Titanic. My heart will go on. But he went in a different direction. Interesting choice. <laughs> yeah, the Celine Dion tune, Ashes, from Deadpool. You all know it. It, it plays over the title. Um, it's making it, – it, they made an entire music video for it in which it's kind of poking fun at the whole concept of, oh, let's make a song that – is you know um has some kind of vague theme that maybe ties in with the movie and then you know it, it'll help promote the movie the irony though is that by making fun of it it actually rose to the top of the charts so ashes by celine dion 
is my gosh dang it it's my choice um, um fun fact they specifically picked it um it was ghost written by a couple people but uh celine dion was chosen to record it and sing it because she has all of those different power ballads you know all by myself my heart will go on yeah she's uh, incredible yeah so, um, point of order, secede means to withdraw formally from membership of a federal union, an alliance, or a political or religious organization. So that's not happening on this podcast. So just just so that we can clarify that. Okay. Um, yep, good call. <laughs> Thank so, you. So, point of order over. Uh, Ashes is an incredible song. I did not see you going there, and I applaud you for going there. The, the music video is also incredible because it's Deadpool doing, like, the most poetic artistic dance to this the most poetic artistic song that could ever be released for Deadpool and then at the end it's Ryan Reynolds being like Celine that was excessive we don't need that and Celine Dion is just like that's the only way I know how to go and like, that's the end of it um, and it's incredible and since we're doing it now um, I, I don't think it is either popular i would never heard that song outside of finding it on the internet and Ashes? choosing choosing to listen to it i think it hit i think it hit Bill it may have time. but i don't recognize it from radio or from other types of play so i think i'm going to give the nod to kevin for a single that i could hear or i didn't hear it first from the internet um or that i don't think is a viral sensation but I respect your choice so much, Pretty, and you have presented yourself so eloquently tonight that I will give you a point of inspiration for your defeat. <laughs> you can have two more burritos. <laughs> this is, yeah. Okay, great. And I'm Thank giving you. away my own whiskey now. Would you like another Buffalo Trace? Yeah, sure. You don't have to. You could do another one. No, no, no. Okay. Very happy with my choice, but I think I equally could have argued Wild Wild West as effectively. <laughs> I pretty might have won if you went Wild Wild West, not going to lie. That song's incredible. He doesn't like Wild Wild I West. Never, I never once said that. No, you, you've said it. I don't think that... I think Men in Black might have been better than Wild Wild West. Is, Titanic, Titanic might actually be the answer. It um, probably is. It, it <laughs> absolutely probably So is. shout out to My Heart Will Go On. Pretty, um... Wrong Celine Dion. That was a little... Oh, thank you. I, uh, yeah, no problem. I, why do I good. remember that there was, like, a feud between Celine Dion and Gloria Stefan? No idea. I don't know. I wasn't well, alive I, in I, I remember saying in the, in the 90s, <laughs> growing up, I remember saying I'm team Gloria Stefan and just deciding in that moment to hate everything was about that, Was that Celine the... Dion. Is Gloria Estefan Cuban? Yeah. Yeah. And that was during the Cuban-Canadian War of 1991. <laughs> what? Pretty, what's your debate? <laughs> All right. That was 93, so, Huffcam. 93, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, you know the, you know the histories. <laughs> I know the histories. <laughs> you open up a geography book every now and then and learn history. Um, so my debate you also don't have to eat all of those you look like you are so in pain right now and I think this is why the grid exists 
10 was excessive. It should have been seven. You look more in pain. He chose to do burritos instead of tacos for no reason. No, I did not um, choose to do burritos. You did. You made anymore. a choice. I, okay. <laughs> you could have walked up and said, um, I'm Jacob Pretty. Yes, the from the Bourbon Brothers podcast. I'm sure you listen. As you remember, I have to have 10 tacos from Taco Bell on the podcast tonight. I don't care if they're hard or soft shelled, but I need them immediately. And they would have been like, We've had them. You're our fourth weeks. favorite host <laughs> from the Bourbon and Brothers podcast, but the third most morally superior. And then you would have obviously Flynn is morally corrupt. Um, and then we could have moved on, but you didn't do that. You instead ordered burritos for no reason, and now we're here. Yeah. So my debate topic. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin, we might as well just go back and forth for like a minute and a half, see how much burrito he can eat, and see what happens. <laughs> I've, no, I've been trying to stall for him right a lot tonight because he's just. I appreciate. Eating. I appreciate it. His face is. We haven't, red. We haven't had pretty on face. the podcast for like three week, three episodes. <laughs> we haven't seen him in months. He's in my basement, and we were just like, "Shut up, pretty, and eat." <laughs> I saw him yesterday, um, and. You're wearing a blue and red tank top, which means that my son Sam would say that you're wearing a Spider-Man shirt. And Oops. the red on your Cubs logo matches Pretty's face. Um, it actually, it's be- pretty close. Because of the beef. The meat sweats. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> Did you feel it? So you guys couldn't see this. Uh, he touched his face to to feel what color it was. <laughs> well, I did. To, Your to face be like, is red. Pretty goes, oh my goodness, as he just touches his cheeks. like it, While uh, looking at red. himself on the camera. <laughs> uh, Pretty, what's your debate topic? So my debate topic. So um, He sent uh, it to us, and I still don't know what it is. It was, I, I said, I was between two. So it was either vampiric lore. Oh, God, yeah. No, I have no idea. Or it was <laughs> sentient done. weapons. I read it as vampiric lore versus sentient weapons and was like, I got nothing. (laughs) I was like, I cannot prepare for this. (laughs) I got nothing. Uh, Would an AK-47 take out Dracula? I am 100% agreeing with Kevin. In the way that you sent that, I thought that we had to choose either vampiric lore or sentient weapons. And I didn't understand their equivalencies. <laughs> I didn't know how to I convert. No, I, <laughs> I needed a scale. I got, I got nothing. <laughs> so which I'm one ready are we for, doing? I'm ready for neither, but let's go. Great. We're talking about sentient weapons. <clears throat> Great. Perfect. So um, so I feel like it's uh, the statue of limitations is gone. Thor, love, and thunder. We've seen it. Yes. Great. Okay. So in Thor, love, and thunder... Um, specifically more than any other film, and I think this is partially Taika Watiti's style, but I think... Yeah. 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 Um, it's we very much a... fun. Yeah, it was a good time. I enjoyed it. It was fine. It was very much established that both Mjolnir and Stormbreaker, uh, Thor's hammer and axe, respectively, uh, are sentient beings and have personalities and... Um, are you know kind of uh can they I guess, they emote they emote sure yeah so um my my the thing that i am kind of curious about is uh, so obviously in this uh, stormbreaker emoting was not well well done in my opinion um but my 
thing that I want to know is what from you all, from all any lore out there, uh, any type yeah, of including genre, including vampiric, any yeah, including vampiric. What <laughs> weapon? What weapon would you say could you you could eventually discover or uh, that it is sentient and and you wouldn't be surprised? In in essence, because like I never thought of Stormbreaker or Mjolnir as being sentient weapons until this movie decided to just make it canon that they're both sentient. So we are choosing weapons that are not canonically sentient. That are not canonically sentient. But that perhaps behave in ways that you that could that yeah yeah okay. like okay. You, you pick pick a weapon and it's like oh yeah like uh because of this or whatever it wouldn't surprise me if this was a sentient thing or or pick make just give a fun argument for it and how it could potentially you know sway the the tide of battle as it were i just want to say one thing yeah what's up i prepared the most badass argument for why Saba, the sword of the White Ranger, was oh, the is most the best badass sentient weapon. sentient weapon in all lore. And I'm I mean, ready I'm to do that. I'm willing to hear that, too. No, no. I'm ready to do that. But instead, I got to be like, what's something that isn't sentient that just might have been and come up with something on the fly yeah. with so, this so, crap zero time? No. That- here's, here's my answer. To give Kevin some time to think, because uh, also because I is the one that I thought of, and I don't want to think of another one. Um, my answer is Dawn, the sword that is wielded by the Sword of the Morning of House Dane in Westeros in A Song of Ice and Fire. What, Kevin? I'm thinking. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think in disgust. At uh, pretty, I'm so okay. angry I didn't have time to think about this. I was like, I'm about because his really topic was this. like sentient weapons. I was like, cool. What's a sentient weapon? Oh, what's my favorite sentient weapon? Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm gonna come ready to talk about Saba, the White Ranger's sword from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And instead, I don't get to now. And yeah. now I've got to come up I with know. something on the fly. And last time I, was I came gonna... up with something on the fly, I talked about why Horcruxes might actually not make sense. And I got just <laughs> berated by my two friends in a very mean-spirited way for like 25 minutes. And then I went up two months later to draft fantasy football players on a trip. And the whole time I was there, they were like, hey, you remember that time you made terrible arguments and then drafted <laughs> well, birds? We, uh, we might have made a bunch of people listen to that episode that before it was even released. Anyway, so my I'm answer drinking is drinking for double oak now. As, uh, as wielded most recently in um, canon by Sir Arthur Dane of the Kingsguard of uh, the Mad King. So the Sword of the Morning is not like other swords that are passed down. It has to be earned. It has to be claimed um, by a member of House Dane. So all of the other swords that are epic in Westeros in Game of Thrones are Valyrian steel swords. And they're essentially just handed down from person to person. Mm-hmm. And as is evidenced by Longclaw, um, can be handed down from house to, from different house to different house, wielded just as well. And as is evidenced by the Lannisters stealing ice from the Starks, there's no, there's no sentience from, but it's not because Oathbreaker, which is now wielded by Brienne, all of this stuff is to say that maybe Valyrian steel, it could be sentient, but I don't think that's as holistic an argument because... This is something that has only been claimed ever by House Dane, and it skips generations. How does the sword, how, who allows anyone to take it? So if you were to tell me, if George 
George R. R. Martin were to present at the end of this, if he ever finishes these freaking books or if he goes back and explains, and he's like, you know, that sword can only be wielded by a member worthy of claiming it, and the sword knows who's worthy, that would not surprise me. Because mm -hmm. how does... How does anyone allow... Why wouldn't somebody, with all of the greed that goes on in, in his world, why wouldn't someone just being like, I'm the son of the of Sir Arthur Dane, which he doesn't have a son, but like, I'm the next Dane in line, this is now my sword. Who's to stop someone from saying, from doing that? And it wouldn't surprise me if the sword itself stops people from doing that. So, the question was, which one wouldn't shock you? Yeah, that wouldn't shock me. That was very well thought out. Somebody prepared. I did not. I went from Valyrian Steel to Sword of the Morning. And once I got to Sword of the Morning, I stopped thinking and went first. <laughs> Kevin? So, so that's, that was what I did. I was going to argue the, the Let's dark play scene, a game. Uh, against Kevin's... It's okay. Um, <laughs> Three, a couple things came to mind, um, and I don't think they count. Pretty. The first yep. thing that came to mind after I started, this is why I was sighing and being angry while HuffCamp was talking and I wasn't listening and instead was thinking, because I can't debate him unless I have something to debate him with and I had I needed time and I didn't have time. Sure. I can go on the for more. Sword, can, the sword of, and how much I like him? The Sword of Omens was what came to mind first, which is the sword Lion-O wields in yeah. Thundercats. Yeah. But I looked it up. And the Sword it of Omens has sentient. the eye that moves and is known to be sentient. Yes. I then thought of the Elder Wand. and Not sentient. It's not sentient, but it knows who its master is, and so therefore it is in some ways sentient. But that's what I'm asking for, Kevin. So I'm well, choosing something like that that isn't sentient but thinks. <clears throat> okay. Almost the way Jumanji does. And I'm going to go to the most famous sword of all time and choose Excalibur. So Excalibur itself is stuck in a stone. And the idea is not that the stone is so strong that the person who is worthy to take the sword out of the stone, the stone gives it that power the sword itself decides that it will only be pulled from the stone by the person who deserves to be king and then it is used to do incredible things now arthurian legend has taken lots of liberties throughout fantasy of what excalibur did and did not do but original king arthur the sword itself was not special, did not have magical powers, other than the fact that it knows worthiness in the same way that Mjolnir does. I think that's an excellent comparison. So I'm pretty I, surprised I, Mjolnir was sentient. I think that this totally counts. So I agree that I, and I think that that's why I made the best argument today. paper with a very simple and that is why like was but, but Flynn probably took all five points because you said I made the best argument <laughs> or you did which one of you hates the word I think 
Uh, I do. That's me. That's that's a me thing. I take, yeah, I tell students, if you write the word I believe in a paper that you wrote, I take points off because you wrote it. I I know you believe it. As he as he ends, and that's why I believe I yeah. made the best yeah. argument. This isn't this isn't an academic paper. This is a debate on the fly. This is an improv speech. That was that was very good. Uh, um, wow, great arguments from both of you. Someone's getting a point of inspiration. <laughs> they fucking better. Um. <laughs> I, I will say that... Uh, this bullshit you've got introduced <laughs> into nerd debates, Kevin. <laughs> I will say that um, a, a notable uh, one that I think could have... You could have made a great argument for, uh, Hope Camp mentioned it, was the, the Darksaber. Um, mm-hmm. That was going to be an argument for Sentient. But I guess it would fit basically it's, the same as Mjolnir. Yeah, it's the same thing as yeah. Mjolnir and Excalibur. The Darksaber is not a Sentient weapon, but is... Like if it was all of a sudden sentient, sure, it'd sure. be like, like why? Why is it the fact that when man when Mando's wielding it, it's like three thousand pounds when he's first wielding it? Anyways, um, okay. Uh, so yeah, um, I I do think uh, Hove Camp, your your points were all very clear cut, and for not knowing much about uh, the Dawn Sword, whatever it is, I was. Very convinced, and I was like, "Wow!" You should, you should read about the, the sword of the morning and the Dane, the House Dane. It's I, incredible. I they should. They are awesome. Um, I am going to give uh, Hove Camp a point of inspiration as I give Kevin the win because that Excalibur argument was right in line with basically, yeah, you know, just comparing it to Mjolnir. Great job. I uh, I went with the sword that has no. No thought or like worthiness attached to it, and was like, if they said that they did, that wouldn't surprise me. Sure, yeah. But I respect the point of inspiration. Um, Kevin Creek Nine Year. While while Hope Camp's doing this, I would love to hear your Saba. <laughs> your Saba argument. Out of curiosity, would I have won with the dark saber? Oh, 100%. percent. Yes. I'd made a better argument for a sword I believe in more, and I would have won with some bullshit. <laughs> Hundred percent. Yes. Don't believe. I was, I was, I was literally thinking because. Okay, sorry. The backstory behind this was Thor: Love and Thunder, but also Mandalorian season three. The trailer came out, and so did Ahsoka. And I'm like, I'm gonna be really pissed if they just like change the camera. Ahsoka came Dark out today. Saber. No, uh, not sorry. Like a first look, a first oh, okay. look like uh, image. Let's say we Ahsoka. we got two two the first two episodes of the Handmaid's Tale new season dropped today, and looking forward to that. Great. I'm still, I'm so far behind on things. I'm still on episode three of The Boys, season three. I'm not Catch up. Stop playing piano. Pre- uh, Hope, what are we doing next? Next, um, we are doing the epically introduced. Am I weird? Am I weird? Weird, weird. That's, not that's that. just, that's, that's not it. Pretty, that I promise, is like trying. It. He's underselling this. I swear to you, it, we, are, we might enter it into podcast awards because. We technically have a podcast, and this will be – not will be. This is. I've heard it. It is amazing. Um, so this will be what we submit to the podcast awards. But, um, Kevin. Kevin, this is your idea. Explain it.
So briefly, um, well, you know, I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. Um, let me get down my notes about Saba and uh, bring up what I wrote to you guys earlier that was interesting. I'm imagining you had a John Price worthy outline of like. I can't, I can't tell like you how ready I was <laughs> to do that, and you'll never hear it. Um, no, so we'll hear I've been thinking of, I've been thinking of, I've been thinking of this new segment. Um, not a news segment. We already have that, and not a hot take segment because we already have that. But more like a less confident hot takes, right? So hot takes are, you know, all Thanksgiving foods suck. Why do we do this? And then Flynn gets to be like, "But cornbread pudding from Nana," and, and we're all. Kevin gets to put up. I don't know. He she he. Somebody puts up weird Italian dishes, and then Brigitte Flynn Shaw. puts up like homemade nonsense that's that's probably delicious but not thanksgiving maysville figgy pudding and that's fine and but i I think what's missing from our hot take segment is a a sense of humility um (laughs) and there are some things that i think we should talk about and and get some feedback from each other on and our listeners might have their own opinions that they could share with us on so i gave the example um of of a am I just weird statement and this is kind of how this is going to go we'll each do a couple and then we move on so like guys um in my life I've never tried pudding uh I've never tried it because I'm convinced I won't like it from a texture standpoint pudding applesauce jello cottage cheese I've never put any single one of those things in my mouth ever um, without being forced to as a baby. I don't... I'm convinced I won't like it, and you can't make me do it. I, I'm convinced I won't like it, so I won't even try it. Is that okay? Or am I just weird? No, you're 100% weird. Applesauce is delicious. Applesauce yogurt. is amazing. I've never had yogurt. Yogurt? Semi, so, semi-solids, I believe, would be how we describe this? Yeah, well, you could just call them jellos. Kevin no, does not have jello. jello. No, he 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 I've seen jello him jello take it. a shot of jello. I drink I do have to <laughs> <do> consume jello <laughs> shots. Which is jello just with some alcohol. But but no, yeah, you're totally weird. Kevin, what's going to happen to you in like 30 years when you have to go on a non-solid diet because your bowel movements are becoming irregular? What are know. you going to do? I don't know. It's a good yeah, example. Just, another one that I another one I sent these guys is every single time I walk into a bathroom that there's a a bathtub with a shower curtain. Every single time I I I open the shower to check to see if someone's behind the shower curtain. Oh no, I do it, that too. It So that's what I'm asking. That's the point of this segment, pretty is am, is that okay? Is it normal I, or am I just weird? So there are probably lots of food things that that I have, I could present to this that would be equally as like, yeah, Hovkamp, just eat the thing, you'll like it. And I think that falls into this category, but I also think that everybody probably has a few of those. So yeah, yeah, my thing yeah. was, Allison always likes, to, or I'm sorry, Quarantine always likes to brag that she made me start eating vegetables. And I was always of the kind of like... Which is true. Which is true. But uh, my mentality was always, I'm willing to try vegetables, but I don't think I'm going to like at least half of them. And I'm not going to order them at a restaurant 
and then be disgusted by it in public, that's a weird... So I needed a safe environment for someone to be like, I have cooked you asparagus. Do you like this? And that was the first time that ever presented itself. So, yes, Kevin, you should try it. But we'll present a nice, safe environment for you. I'll give you... We'll share a snack pack, and it'll be great. So those those were just introductory examples for the segment. So I I gave you those... Can I comment on those? No, we haven't started the segment. That wasn't the beginning of the segment. Because I I I thought we were doing the segment. Because I, I retract Kevin, all of the goodwill. Because <laughs> you can comment on those pretty, but I was asked to present what we're doing, and I thought examples would be the best way to do it. And I think I did a good job at that. It's now your turns to give me to to. to he has said, "I think." You see, I think I did a good job at that. Yeah. yeah, we know you think that. You said it. Yeah, we know you think that. <laughs> I did a good job at that. <laughs> Well, at least it's a loud thing, so I can see where it hits. Um, it's pretty. What? What? You said pretty, and I you said You said I have questions or comments on what you just said. Yeah, okay, so the pudding thing. Is it is it from, uh, like, is it just looking at the texture? Is it watching it move? What about it disgusts you? I do think I have strange... Um, perceptions of texture. So uh, one of the things that's true about my story, my origin story, is that I didn't have scrambled eggs until college. I'm sure I had them as an infant. My parents gave them to me. But like from childhood on through high school, I would have always refused scrambled eggs or eggs of any kind, um, except hard-boiled egg whites. I would only eat the egg whites of the hard-boiled egg. I did have, it was one of those things, it's like a, you're up all night studying for finals, feast for finals things, and I went with some friends, and they all got eggs, and they were like, try the eggs, and I was like, okay. And it was finals week, so obviously I'd had some beers, so I tried the eggs, and the eggs Here's were delicious. And now, I, now I think they're the number one breakfast food of all time. Um, I, I can I can make <laughs> eggs I can make eggs any different way. I, I perfected it during COVID, as I've said, uh, fifty eight episodes ago. Um, similarly, I didn't. I, I you might find this interesting, pretty, because of your punishment history. I didn't dress my salads until uh, maybe junior year of high school. Um, I, I, I didn't try ranch dressing until I was 30 years old. Um, I I just decide I'd, I'm not going to like stuff, and I avoid it like the plague. So maybe yeah, I've, I've pudding and Dozens cottage cheese and okay, cottage cheese. You're not wrong on cottage cheese. I can't I, I can't even. But but that but that's why I'm using it to illustrate to you in my brain. They're the same thing. It's right. all and mush. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Is they're not. I understand from a texture standpoint, maybe it's like, oh, it looks like mush. So I'm wondering if kind of what Hove Camp's saying. But I love oatmeal can... and cream of wheat. Okay, now I'm very confused. Uh, me too. All right, so here's maybe what's going to happen. Here's so let's start happen. the segment. Well, right. Oh, no, the segment has been going. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to create a safe environment in which we can create some type of um, – I've, you know what? I've got this great, like – chocolate pudding eclair type dish that i will create for you 
that you will then try. Here's the thing. I don't. I think we're past safe environment, and this will now be broadcast on Instagram Live for the podcast world to see. Eclairs often have uh, eclairs often have whipped cream in them. If whipped cream comes on a Sunday or um, delicious drink from Starbucks, I won't drink or eat that thing. Why? Ice cream is not too far off from some of the things like an inconsistency that, that you've described. Do you chew to me, ice cream? It's a hundred percent different than whipped cream. Any, I feel like anything that you would describe as a solid, but that you do not chew, is then a salad. Can, yeah, is obviously a salad. <laughs> there are three types of. Um, but, but I feel like that that we can we can just you know pudding is so Kevin's pudding saying, is probably more akin to ice cream than cottage cheese. Is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, because I'm, I'm dessert, hearing you say sweet. as we've it's, it's unpacked tasty. this, the answer has changed from. No, a lot of people have this to, yes, you're just weird. You're incredibly inconsistent, and therefore, this is weird. There, there, the, the inconsistencies do bother me, yeah. but I think that everyone also has similar things. So I don't think you're no, – I, I think, think this is your weird, but I, I also believe that other people are weird in similar fashions no, that you okay. should not feel weird about. Now, on to the second them. topic. Pretty. The shower thing. Okay. Sh- the shower thing? No, that's yeah. totally that's totally valid. You got first off, you got to check for murderers. Secondly, that they hide in showers. Yeah, almost exclusively. Secondly, exclusively. <laughs> I'm gonna actually do your favorite in the home thing, of your Kevin. friends and family. <laughs> right, I'm gonna do your favorite thing, and I'm gonna piggyback off of your statement. Oh, there. you bitch! Is this your? Are we, are we starting the segment now? Yeah, yeah, the segment. <laughs> so pretty's going first. Right, here so, we go, pretty. So, am I weird, or any time that I take? A, uh, a number two in anyone's bathroom anywhere I'm at I have to make sure that every shower curtain <laughs> as, is as you open. are at my house eating 10 tacos this feels especially <laughs> topical <laughs> excuse me six tacos and four burritos <laughs> uh, no 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 it was not six and four it was four tacos and six burritos there's still two things in they there messed up the order so you still have to eat six tacos tonight to fulfill the punishment grid? Here's what's hilarious is he ordered four burritos and four tacos. And if he would have just said, but burritos are bigger than tacos, so I figured it made up for it, we would have been like, yeah, that, that checks out. And instead he goes, so I ordered two more tacos. <laughs> <laughs> In the most pretty accepts his punishment fashion ever. It's you one of the, the best reasons we this. love you. Your face um, is getting much redder. Are you okay? <laughs> I still don't feel like we've gotten your weirdness yet, so I no, apologize. So the weirdness, by the way, I've I've currently eaten four tacos and four burritos. And I there moved on to Double Oak right. a while ago. That's good. I'm, I'm on to I, I I'm moved still on, on this right. to Roberts Reserve. Had a glass of that. I'm on to the McFarland's Reserve, which is now like the let's just I've had whiskey. Let's just pour something. It's fine. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Why are you weird? So, anytime I'm taking a, a dump, anywhere. He's getting less. He's getting less proper. Yeah, I have to. The shower curtain has to be at least partially pulled back, just in case someone were to like apparate in the shower. Can't have anyone scaring me. And I have to have either a fan on or some type of music podcast something playing. Am I weird, or is that just? I forgot the statement. Am I weird? Am I weird? There's no statement. Just one question. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Really, it was framed as, is that okay or am I just weird? But I understand. Is that okay or am I just weird? It's fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so I 
roomed with Flynn in a hotel recently. Oh, he likes baths. I similarly did that in an Airbnb. It went. You did. It hilarity ensued. Um, <laughs> he he does like baths. That's true. So there was a moment where I had to do similar things, and I went in the bathroom, and there was no fan option. So mm-hmm. I ran the sink because I do like some white noise if your bowel sounds are going to reverberate into the areas surrounding the bathroom. Is that what you're doing is trying to drown out what's happening? Or are you just making it more comfortable for you? Oh, I'm making it more comfortable for me. Then yeah, I don't, I don't, weird. I don't care at all about like, oh, somebody's hearing me <laughs> on the other side. I don't care about that. I'm That's like, weird. Oh, don't I like do this podcast. That, or, you don't need to do oh, that. That's nice weird. White yeah, noise. Yeah, you're, you're being extra in the restroom. Yeah. As um, sure. as someone who is uh, who tries to regulate themselves to the point of only experiencing home field advantage on the juices, <laughs> um, that's yeah, the best I, way to say it. that you are not a public pooper. Ever. I get I get the idea that if an emergency happens and you're somewhere where you don't need to be, like clearly something's wrong. But it sounds like that I'm I might maybe that's am I weird um, for, only, yeah. for, for set, setting the home field advantage. But um, I get I get the idea that you would want to be like this is you know dogs are like oh goodness let me like shame myself while I poop I feel I feel that shame oh, I feel so that- if you would like to if you are trying to cover up that shame I'm with you if you're just doing it because you like can't poop without a podcast oh no no that's, that's not that's true. weird no <laughs> okay okay so in that regard I guess maybe it is a little bit of of covering up shame. But it's more about just making myself feel comfortable and ready to go. Anyways, that was my first statement. Somebody can yeah, do that's next. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. That's right. weird. So uh, I'll go with up. mine. And obviously, we're going to start with history. So does anyone here know one of the primary theories of why pirates wore eye patches? Uh, to make their... their um, vision better uh, so they would cover up one eye so that way then at nighttime they would could switch it and be able to see better at night more, more or less um when they would go down in the hold and or if they had you know yeah for, stars yeah navigators no, scurvy no, if they had to go down into the hold especially in battle circumstances or like somewhere where like it is daytime but now it's daytime. immediately dark daytime. you have to now fight for your life that one of the eyes would be adapted to the darkness so, what is what is swashbuckling? Uh, an amazing, amazing subclass of rogue in D anD. d Very true. anyway. It's really um, fun. <laughs> the let me tell you my am I weird? Mm-hmm. If I go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, it is dark. When I walk into the bathroom, I'm going to have to turn on the light so that I can accurately pee. And see where I'm going. So I close one eye, leave one eye open, <laughs> turn on the light, pee, no, wash my hands, no, turn off the light, close the other eye, and open my closed eye, which is never adapted to the light so that I can see in the dark on the way back to bed. Are you kidding me? Am I weird? Oh my god. I think you're, I think you're not weird. I think you're unevolved. I think... I um. 
here's a here's a way that I'm better at life than you. <laughs> oh, I, I, I can't can wait get to out, hear this. I can get out of listen. I'm 80 years old. I pee three times <laughs> a night. I can get out of my bed, open the bathroom door, get to the toilet, lift the toilet seat, pee, shut the toilet seat, go back to the bathroom, close the door, get back in bed, and never open my eyes. Notice he didn't flush or wash. Yeah, he didn't his flush hands. or wash his hands. That's yeah. a real problem. I. In the, at 4 Kevin, no. Kevin is peeing all over his bathroom, <laughs> and he thinks he's more evolved than me. I I, I do the same thing. I and I think Flynn and I sort of had this. We've stayed in a couple of hotel rooms together over the last couple of years, and we pee in the middle of the night because we're both old dudes, and and it's one of those things. And to my knowledge, I I, I definitely never turned a light on, and I never saw a light ever get turned on by Flynn. I think that I think that you're sort of unevolved in the way that you have to turn a light on to See, fix I this issue. I think you're unevolved in the way that you don't care if you miss. I turn I on a miss. light because I want accuracy. I want to make sure that I'm seeing where I'm going, what I'm washing my hands. Did is there a dog toy on, in the hallway on the way there, on the way out? Did you know? Well, what you we enter doing? a hallway to do that. I don't. So I mean, the, the circumstances are slightly different, but. Yeah, I have to leave the room, go into a different room. I don't have to do that. Then go into the bathroom, and then and then yeah. So so I do a little I do a little adapt my one eye to the hold, adapt one eye to the sunlight, and switch. Do you hold Maybe. your hand in front of your eye the way you? No, I keep, I keep one eye. I just, just I literally keep one eye closed. Yeah, I think because that's then, fine. Because this is the no, other thing. I think too. that's fine. When I when I go back in, and this is really the thing, I don't want to wake up. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to arouse the quarantine, you know. So well, I try to. Well, well, well. <laughs> so I try to. Um, <laughs> I, I try to not like poor kick choice of words. Not kick something or like stub my toe on on the dresser because I turned the corner too sharply or you know I just I would like to see after I turn the light off because for me the light is coming on no matter what. Night sure. lights, bros. Night lights. For it's both an of you. It's an option. Just saying. Sure, sure. I, I think... Little things, and they're motion detected nowadays. Oh, it's amazing. Here's what's, here's what's hilarious. Uh, the Grandpa Hove camp, you have to turn the light on for the electricity to work, for the electrical outlets to work in my bathroom. So, nightlights aren't going to work. <laughs> Great. Oh, Great. There's battery power ones. Anyways, uh, Kevin, what's your next one? Do you have what do you need an answer? Am I weird? Yeah, that's very okay. weird. That's I thought weird. that that was a given by how that much was I was consensus. laughing during during your your telling of it. I'll ask a non a not a non example version of this for me that you guys haven't seen via text earlier today. So oh, I was so. doing laundry yesterday. Yep. Not weird. Not weird. Not weird. That's okay. And as I was doing laundry, I was reflecting upon the fact that I folded boxer shorts that I'm confident my mother purchased for me when I was 17 about to go to college. Okay. Um, they're clean. Which, for those of I, you that, that don't do math so well, 30 years old. These are 30-year-old boxer shorts. Go on. They're not, th- they're not 30 years old, but they are, they are 16 years old boxer shorts. Okay, so the question that I have thought about since then in that moment as i was folding them they're clean they're not ripped and you know they stretch out a little bit as as has my torso over the years but i was just like 
I have several pairs of boxer shorts that I've had since I went to college. I'm going to be 35 this year. Is that okay? Or am I just weird? Okay, I'm, I, I can answer this in, in a doubly confusing way. Um, yes, sure you're weird. Doubly confusing. Yes, you're weird. But I also have boxers from when I was like going into college and high school. Um, and in fact, because uh, I heard you mention, oh, they're not, you know, they're not ripped or, or whatever. For a while, for me personally, that was my, oh, okay, a piece of clothing is ripped. I will then, you know, dispose yeah. of it. Um, however, I've kind of, uh, learned after kind of like talking with Kat more, she's like, well, you've got these clothes that are like 15 years old. So, uh, so yeah, I think it is a little weird, but I fully respect it. And I am also on board with it and do it. Well, now, now I'm concerned that maybe I'm weird because I kept a pair of boxers from roughly the same time, but I never wore them because they like, they were no longer functioning. They they were just they didn't do what? their job. They were they were kind of there were some rips, some tears, some holes. But I kept them because they were pink flamingo boxers, and they were like and I they were lucky when I was in high school. You kept um, boxers for sentimental value. Yes, okay, more that's, so that's more different. so than functionality. That's different. That's it fine. Is di- I, it have is totally that. Different. I have those. I have those. But if those my Star if Wars those boxers. boxers still didn't ride all the way up as soon as I moved, I would wear them to this day. So I'm con. I go through boxers. They last me several years. Not that many years. That feels like a long time. And now maybe, am I too rough on my underwear? Um, is Kevin too soft on his underwear? What, you know, these are questions that have been brought up that I didn't expect to have to answer. To I mean, I have Kevin. I have New York Jets boxer shorts that I've worn every New York Jets game day for the better part of 20 years. And no, they don't fit as unwashed. You think you would get some lucky ones at some point instead of those? (laughs) Well, no. As listen, you guys understand how this works. I wash them after a loss, and so they're washed washed constantly. They weren't washed as piece of clothing you own. They weren't washed as often in 2009, 2010 as they were last year. You mean when Um, the great Mark Sanchez was your quarterback? Oh, uh, yeah, mark. when yeah. when the uh, all one of the highest uh, on the road playoff winning quarterbacks in NFL history was our quarterback. Yes, um, he's he's. It's interesting that he won playoff games. It 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 is that. <laughs> it is that. <laughs> I went as him for Halloween in 2011. Um. So I, okay, I feel like I'm at a point where it's it's okay because i've kept up with them and they still serve their function and purpose but it's a little weird in the sense that i i'll keep a t-shirt a button down shoes whatever for forever style means nothing it's just does the thing do the thing that that i bought it to do and when clothing when it's when it comes to clothing it's called does the t-shirt still is it still a t-shirt yeah and unless there's a bunch of holes on it you know i'm keeping it so i've got t-shirts from 10 15 years ago no problem can i ask a pretty yeah yes 
Kevin, when was the last time that you uh, acquired new boxers? So um, that's another reason why this is interesting is I've been throwing out um, – I mentioned to you guys that I've been doing a new diet and workout plan. And so I've I purchased several other different types of undergarments for such working out experiences because the ones I had I bought when I was a smaller human. <clears throat> And so I've I've purchased workout seriously. Yes. You were a smaller human at some point. I I think you know that um, I'm not saying that I was a taller human. Um, I I had less uh, lbs um, when you guys first met me. Linebackers. Yeah. <laughs> I had less linebackers attached. Um, back when I was like the number yep. two depth chart running was, back, back when he was more Darrell Revis instead of Bart Scott. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> when I played running back for NKU, when it was all about speed and not size, because it's Division Two, still is. I was, <laughs> yeah, still Division Two hasn't changed that much. Undefeated, <laughs> undefeated. Uh, okay, pretty. Did you have another one, or are you done? Oh no, yeah, yeah, I've got another one. Um, okay, here we go. <laughs> need another one no it's fine i'm giving you one time we're yeah. good oh yeah we're, we're, <laughs> we have we're talked way good. long enough yep kevin just presented the episode of family guy where peter talks about his underwear on live tv <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's everyone's upset about it's it it's a good episode of family guy uh no this is a full circle one so um i will be honest i did not that. complete the challenge i don't what? think i'm gonna be able to this evening you are not weird that was expected um, However, what I want to know... He's sweating uh, profusely. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have to stay here, not because he's drunk, because he is just... He can't... He's done. Yeah, just can't drive. Just Things are crossing. No, the stomach is starting to churn just a little bit. It's fine. Uh, I also have all these sauces left over now. I don't know what to do. But um, when I normally, under non-stressful times and under no pressure, uh, willingly choose to go to Taco Bell of my own volition. Or so any, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> or or uh, <laughs> Let's be clear. Yesterday. Any any uh, restaurant for that matter of which I am um, getting some type of meal of sorts. I will, as I am going through and eating, uh, kind of do some math and try to portion out and figure out, okay, this is what I want to be my last bite. I very consciously make the decision of I'm going to eat this thing first or this thing first or whatever so that way I have this as a final bite. Is that okay or am I just weird? Totally okay. Totally okay. I will actually, so there are, I will sometimes not eat my side, my least favorite side at the restaurant, even if I like it. You know, I'm like, past steakhouse and go with lima beans are delicious, they're awesome. But I usually save those for last because if I fill up on steak, like the steak is the best. So I don't want to fill up. I don't so you get save full. the worst for last? I don't save the worst. I save an enjoyable but not favorite part of my plate for last because I will... I want to make sure that I eat all of my favorite stuff. If I get full and I'm like, ooh, couldn't quite finish that, it better not be the thing I like most. 
So I also strategically plan, but I just have a different strategy. So yeah, no, so, planning your last bite, respectful. Interesting, interesting. I've uh, recently been having a sandwich for lunch every day made with keto bread, which is like a carbless bread. Um, and I look forward to that sandwich because it's the largest meal I'll have that day until the one meat portion I have at dinner. And um, This can't I, be the best diet for you. I eat around the outside of the sandwich towards the middle as opposed to just going so that the last bite of sandwich is the largest all meat, least amount of bread, right? So I think that's one way of saying you're not weird. That's fine. I think so. A different way of saying it is now that I go to restaurants and I'm trying to be more conscious, I've been with this faculty member. There's this faculty. Now that I go to restaurants, I. You've heard of these. You've heard of them, um, <laughs> Kevin. Kevin, you said restaurants. <laughs> well, now that I go to restaurants, uh, now that I go to restaurants and uh, am conscious of the fact that portion control yeah, is really important. There's this. There's this faculty member I went to eat with one time, and she got a. She got this like pasta burger all kinds of stuff dish right all carbs and i watched as it came to her and she she literally cut it in half the whole plate and and put it to the side and said that's my to go and she ate only half of everything she'd been eaten and she'd been given and i was like interesting and she was like i will walk out of here bloated and full and i have a second meal tomorrow um and so recently, when I've been going to restaurants, um, I have been, uh, I, um, I've been focusing only on the main entree, which is the protein, and I'll eat all of that first. A little bit like Huff Camp, the way he said it, because yep. it's it's what it's all about. It's what I want. Um, it. I will. I will save the center the center cut piece of steak for the last bite of the steak. But everything else is nonsense because I'm not sure I'm ever going to actually touch it. The 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 portions in America are so much more than we Crazy. actually should be eating that I'll just focus on the protein. And if if I eat one third of the steamed broccoli side, whatever you know. But you know, before going on this program that I've been trying to do, I've been I would eat the steak and then i would start on the side of french fries and i would try to join the clean plate club where i would have everything that was ever given to me that's a problem there's just there's there's no reason to eat that much food because not only do you feel terrible after doing so but like you were full 30 minutes ago you're just finishing your meal to do so and you shouldn't eat till you're full you should eat till you're no longer hungry and that's a much earlier point in the meal in order to be actually satisfied. And and what I've really enjoyed that I never did because I'd never snacked is it allows you to snack intermittently. So at 3.30 every day, I have a protein bar and a bottle of water. And I never used to eat at 3 o'clock. But I found this. Okay, don't act like the bottle of water is a snack. Do that all the time. Drink water all the time. Be hydrated. No, I, I do drink water all the time, but I also make sure that at three thirty like, I finish. Now that a I'm allowed a bottle of water at three thirty. No, 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 no. I do. I do. <laughs> you know, eight or nine 
cups of water a day. Right. Um, I'm just saying, like, that's that's a point at which I stop what I'm doing and consume a protein bar with a bottle of water. So, anyway, I don't think... There, I think in some ways you're weird, in some ways I don't care. There, there are times where, like, the side dish is so good or, like, the appetizer is so good that that's the thing <clears> I want <throat> the most. And so I'll start eating the main thing, but then I'll be like, I have to finish that. And so it's just about planning bites and sure, plan every bite. That's not weird. I'm going to say that's not weird. Well, that's okay. I didn't plan these well because I've got two left. So, whoops. Well, we're not going to do those. Hope you have one more as we close. Or are we done? Uh, yeah, you know, this one will just be uh, something that I've kind of thought of. Um, as I've been seeing a lot of common buckeyes, but there's nothing common about them. They're gorgeous uh, in my garden. Uh, is the butterfly thing weird? Nah, it's awesome. We're really proud of you. Thanks, man. <laughs> Feels a little weird sometimes, but also pretty worthwhile. No, so I don't know. I was going to say, it's not weird at all. I think it's really cool because nah. it's like, you know, it's a, it's, Everybody's, it, it everybody is a needs hobby to, to passion. Hobbies. Exactly. Yeah, you're doing great. It allows you to do some outdoor work. And you were looking real small and fat before that. I'm glad that it allowed you to it's do keto. some work I've been in your yard. Recently. <laughs> it was good. Well, it, it, it gave you some time to really get you butterflies, man. in your yard and do some work. I think that's awesome. So let me just say, um, like like 15-year-old bourbon from South County, nope. Rhode Island. 15-month-old. I'm sorry. 15-month-old bourbon 15 from year South old would have been right. something let me, let me rephrase my... Let me rephrase my... Uh, my my funny quib at the end of this podcast. Like 15-month-old bourbon from uh, South County, Rhode Island. You didn't ask for any of this, uh, but we gave it to you anyway. Um, have a drink adjacent to us uh, at some point in the near future. Um, and... Uh, Flynn, if you're listening, you morally corrupt asshole, uh, maybe join us next time. <laughs> Instead of grading papers, you brick. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you didn't go with my heart will go on. You said the word rose, and I was like, pretty just won this debate. Man, I wanted you I wanted you to win. And Ashes was great. I even watched that movie Ashes like is. a week ago. Have you seriously never heard Ashes, Kevin? No, I've, I've heard Ashes. I think it's okay. great. I've seen Deadpool. Okay.